Hi everyone, welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Renus, and with me today is Tara, Pastor Ben, Pastor Jim. And of course, we're glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 9. That's Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 9. And before we read that, let's pray together. And so, Tara, would you pray for us? I would. Dear God, I thank you that we have the ability to get around a table and dig into your word together. I pray that as we do dig into your word, that you would help us to understand it better, that you would teach us things through it, that you would bless those listening. We love you, God, and we thank you for your goodness to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live according in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So today, we want everyone to know that indeed everyone is controlled by the sinful nature or the Spirit of God. Everyone, you, me, everyone is controlled by the sinful nature or the Spirit of God. And to get us talking, I'm curious, was there ever a time when you were out of control? Ever a time when you were out of control? About uh, six years ago, I was in uh, my first ever car accident. And uh, I was coming down the road on Ironwood, right where it like goes down a real big hill. And uh, I knew as I was going down the hill that my brakes were not working. And so I just went right through and I, I ended up in a car accident. I was okay, surprisingly, car was totaled. Uh, but I was very out of control in that moment. <laughs> I find it scary how fast you have an answer to that. Yeah. Ever out of control? <laughs> yes. These kind of stick with you. <laughs> I know that, I, that uh, I don't know if anybody has ever been at the Toboggan Run at Pokagon State Park. Anybody I've seen that? it, but I've not been on it. I tell you what, in the winter time, you get up there, you climb up the tower, <clears throat> you get up to the top of the tower, they put you on a table, a toboggan on a table, and you're sitting there, and they say, now hold on, this is how you hold on, you get your hands in like this, and, and then they say, is everybody ready? And you better be ready, because when you say you're ready, they're going to pull a lever, and that toboggan, that table goes, and you're going, you're going down like a rocket, and it's over a quarter of a mile, and you're just flying the whole time. There's nothing you can do. You have no control over anything except holding on for dear life. And you get to the bottom, and you say, I'll never do that again. Are you ready to go? And you go back <laughs> up, and you do it again. But for those few seconds, you are out of control. we got to do that as a staff sometime. <laughs> uh, I remember a time it was in junior high, uh, we went to the dunes, and we had a campsite, and we could hike through the woods, and then you climb this dune, you go down the dune, and then there was a lake and everything. You can enjoy it. So I was hiking back to the campsite, and I got to the top of this dune, and I thought, you know what would be really cool? Anytime a junior hiker says that, 
You know it's not going to end well. <laughs> I was like, I bet I could somersault down this hill. So I start to somersault down this hill. I get about seven feet and realize that I am no longer in control of my somersaulting. I don't know how far I went down the hill. I just know that I ended up off the path in the bushes and wrapped around a tree with my glasses flew off somewhere. And I'm sitting there looking up at the sky and I'm like, I am surprised I haven't broke anything. And I was was very lucky. But I just remember thinking, why on earth did I think it was a good idea to somersault (laughs) down this big hill? And oh my goodness, I, I could have been really hurt. Um, I think of the times when I put anything on my feet other than shoes. Um, skis, roller skates, roller blades. I've never even attempted ice skates because it will not only be painful but cold. So I just... Um, it numbs you so when you fall you don't hurt as bad. No, maybe. Yes, I just, <laughs> I just have found that it, if it... Anything on my feet other than shoes, I f- don't have good control. Mm-hmm. So, um, in this passage, we discover that um, our lives are controlled by one of two things, either the sinful nature or the Spirit of God. And so, um, what does that mean, and how, how do we make sure that we are following uh, the Spirit's leading in our life? When I hear this concept, I often think of my toddlers. I have a lot of kids at home, and the things that they want make so much sense to them, but if they just knew it from my perspective, you know, like if Elsie could only eat cookies, she would be a very happy girl for a little while until she throws up all the cookies, you Mm know. Um, There was one time where... uh, Rowan was so mad that I would not, he was like one at the time, that I would not give him chicken nuggets. Well, they were frozen. I had to cook them. He screamed the entire time I was cooking them. Wouldn't stop. But he wouldn't have been happy had I given him a frozen chicken nugget. I think we can do stuff like that with God all the time. Like, we think we know what we want, but unless we allow the Spirit to to tell us what we want, we don't know any better. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a... And many, a lot of times there's a list of sinful things that someone can do. Um, and oftentimes the, the phrase godless comes into that list if you look through scripture. And godlessness isn't necessarily going out and like living a raucous lifestyle. It's, it's living your life or, or going through your day as if God isn't there. And so it's like getting up and like not saying, hey God, what? How are you today? Um, what could I be doing? Where Where are you leading me today? It's like, it's kind of like just going through our life in such a way that we're only satisfying our own inclinations and our own thoughts and wants. And some of us grew up in good homes, so our our sin is acceptable. You know, maybe we gossip a little, or um, you know, our sins aren't as bad as like the murderer down the street. But regardless, we're not inviting God into the conversation of our lives. And I think whenever we do that, we're just living in our own sense of self-righteousness, however good or bad that may look. Yeah, our, our, first, our natural reaction is the sinful nature because it, it says the, uh, life, uh, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what the, that nature desires. It's what I want. It's mm-hmm. what I desire. It's what I demand. It's the 
cold chicken nuggets. It's, uh, it's so many things and so many of us have demands for cold chicken nuggets a lot of times, I think. But, um, but the, if our mind's set on the spirit, then we say, as you said, Ben, God, what do you want to do today? Mm-hmm. Let's do what you want to do today. And that's focusing then on, on God and, and instead of our own selfish desires. I think, I mean, a, a counter to that, too, is I don't want it to be like the, I don't want people to think that we have to, like, go through life and constantly be like, okay, God, do you want me to open the door or no? Okay. God, do you want me to make a left turn here or no? Okay. Like, it's not, it's not quite like that because God does put his spirit inside of us when we accept Jesus. And that we do have this natural sense of desiring to do what pleases God with our lives. But I think there's, I think that's a, a, an infusion that happens when we decide to follow Christ, is that he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit so we can live life according to the Spirit. But I think there is that danger, like we've just talked about, that it's, it's easy to flip our minds back and just be like, okay, well, I'm saved, but now I'm going to go do whatever I want. Well, no, you're the Spirit of God in you should be beginning to nudge you. And how do you do that by without connecting with God on a regular basis? So... And maybe you just answered it. Uh, how do we practically let our lives be led and controlled by the Holy Spirit? I mean, it's one thing to read a verse and to say that. Is there just, I mean, is there a practical way, day-to-day life, that we let the Holy Spirit lead and control and direct our lives? We give the uh, we give the Holy Spirit permission because He still we still are gives us he gives us a free will to choose to follow him or not to follow him so each day we must choose to follow him because each day will have its own uh different avenues for uh where we could we could delve into the sinful nature and so every day we have to turn that day over to him and sometimes it's not just every day it's it's every situation it's every hour it's it's um in in some cases it's every minute we have to continually turn our desires, our, ourselves over to him and say, do what you want to do in my life. It's not necessarily, you know, do I turn right or left here? But it might be whether I turn it right or be. left here. Um, but uh, we just can constantly need to continue to turn ourselves over to him. I forget. I think maybe it was C.S. Lewis, but one of the spiritualists kind of put it this way. He says, you know, every day we make decisions that, that give us little turns. And all our little decisions are either turning us into more of a heavenly creature or more of a, 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 de- a demon of Satan or something like that. And I think that as Christians, as we begin to follow God, if we, if we pray um, in our day, if we seek him in the word, um, if we if we put Christian friends around us and pray for one another, if we go to church and we worship Him, the more things that we do to stay in line with the Spirit and to seek Him, the easier it becomes for us to make decisions that are more honoring to Christ. Whereas if if we don't live a life of worship and we do things that constantly feed our sinful nature, it becomes easier and easier to do the things that are more sinful, just because we're not nurturing that that life in the spirit if we look at verse six even the pragmatic part of this uh the mind of sinful man or the sinful nature is death 
And it goes on to say the sinful mind is hostile to God. We don't want to be hostile to God, and we don't want death. We'd prefer to have what uh, the, the center section says, the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. If we want life and peace, we've got to let God take over. Because if we keep trying to do it ourselves, it's death, and it's uh, hostility toward God. I like uh, later on in verse 12 where it says, Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature. And the implication is that we have an obligation as God's people to live by the leading of the Spirit in mm -hmm. our lives. And um, the temptation is to live by the flesh, mm -hmm. but the obligation is to live uh, by the leading of God's Holy Spirit. So any other thoughts as we wrap up? No? Well, today we want to encourage everyone that... Everybody is controlled by the sinful nature or the Spirit of God. And so let God's Spirit guide, lead, and control your life today. Thanks for listening. God bless.